Hello, friends, and welcome to Profoundish. I'm Weston. I'll be joined by Alex shortly. Today, we're discussing finales of TV shows, ending things, specifically ending our long-running arc of the Never Have I Ever game. That's right. It's coming to an end. This is the episode where we finish it. <laughs> Join us. You're listening to Profoundish. TikTok or YouTube shorts is one of those two, but it was a clip from The Office that made me tear up pretty good because I, I don't watch The Office. I, I haven't really seen, I've seen some episodes, but like I didn't watch the show, right? And I saw a clip that made me tear up a little bit and it was the one where um, I guess Pam is doing some sort of art exhibit or something like that. And Michael's like the only one that shows up to it. And it's just like so touching that he's like, well, how much are they? And she's just like, what do you mean? And I don't know. I was just, I, I was getting teary eyed. I'm like, oh, God, take that. it. That's so nice. Be because he's so genuine. Yeah. Um, the, the thing about, and I know you're not super familiar with the show, but I mean, the thing about Michael Scott is that he, his character is so much more complex than, than I think you would realize if you didn't really like go through the entire show. Because, you know, the whole thing with him, I still think he's one of the best written characters in television, period. That's my big thing I say about him. I, great character. But anyway, because um, he just looks like a bumbling kind of idiot boss who just says whatever the crap he wants, no matter how offensive it is. That's kind of his shtick, right? But then, right. but all he really wants is to be loved. And he <laughs> loves. And like that, that's such a human thing, too. And but anyway, that that part of him comes out in episodes like that, and I I love it. I've Great seen show. enough of The Office and clips of The Office, and I've heard about The Office enough. I mean, it's like everyone's seen it or whatever, so you hear about it just through the internet and through the grapevine, as it were. I know enough to know that he develops significantly yeah. as a character, and I get that he's like a fan favorite character, and that's why like. I, I know the show enough that I was watching that scene and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, just, I knew that this was like really impactful, impactful, even though I didn't really watch the show. Right. He, yeah, it, it, it comes through. I think Steve Carell made a great, kind of a great choice when he left the show. You know, it was kind of a bigger way to look at it because obviously I'm sure, you know, he left before the show ended. And right. um, I remember, every, of course, at the time, because I was watching it as it was going on, right? Like, so I was a fan from the beginning. Well, not from the beginning, but from, like, season four onwards. And he talked about it, and he said, Michael Scott grew as much as he could grow. There's no more story to tell. If he stayed there, it would just kind of get stagnant. His story has been told. And I thought that was such a big thing for him to say. And then he also said, well, I think... I, and then he said, I've kind of grown, too. I'm ready to do new things. And that's... Because after The Office... Um, was when he started doing more serious roles, which I think is really awesome too, and showed he tried to diversify his acting, I guess, career. Um, so I, I, I respect that when artists and creatives know when it's time to it's time to try something different. You know, I, I, I've always admired that because that's a bold and scary thing to do. It is, and it can be very hard to do it right because, like, The Office as a show, right, went on for how how much longer after Steve Carell la left? T two seasons. They did two whole seasons after he left because I always got the sense that after he left, like, 
people started checking out of the show at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it didn't have the same it factor that it did before. It started, like, yeah, the views started to dip a little and stuff. Because, yeah, I mean, the main character was gone. That was um, similar. I, this is funny now that I think about it. I, I didn't give this any thought until just now, but I watched a lot of Two and a Half Men back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And when... Charlie as a character leaves. Uh, th- it's just the show was just not the same, obviously. So and tell me, it started tell to me just this... spiral to death after that. I was about okay. So you kind of answered my question because yeah. I was in and out of that show as it was on. Um, but I once again kind of know it well enough to know Charlie's character, right? And is because I know he was. I know Ashton Kutcher hopped in there. Right. He did. And was his character anything like Charlie, or was it completely different? He like, was, was he trying to replace him? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, that was the part of the problem, right? Like, he did... It was a little bit different, but he was basically a Charlie stand-in. And yes, the thing is, yeah, he's just not... Ashton Kutcher is just not Charlie Sheen. <laughs> right. And, you right. Know, Nobody's I, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> and I don't think he was trying to be exactly him, but as far as, like the role that he was trying to fill in that show in that show was Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Because that show was so intimately tied to that character. And then also like just as the show went on, even just even before Charlie left uh, the show, uh, what was his brother's name? The show I'm blanking on that. Two men characters. I'm looking it up. I mean, I can sing the song. Men, 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 men. Uh, Alan. I can't think of his name. Alan, yeah. Alan's character just, I think, as the time, as the show went on, got kind of more and more and more pathetic. Just as a person. Yeah. He was always, like, the pathetic character in the show, but it just progressively got worse. Or at least I felt that way. But that by the point we, by the time we got to Ashton Kutcher taking over, I think they had to make him, like, especially pathetic for some reason to, like... Mm-hmm. To compensate for there being no Charlie and and I don't know it the, it just got harder and harder to watch. That that's rough when you can as a viewer can kind of see what the writers are trying to do to make ends meet in terms of like like okay my example it kind of brings me back to the office so right when as as the show progressed on with that like as it. Basically, in my opinion, as the show started to kind of run its course, which in my opinion is a little bit before Michael left, I noticed what they did with the characters. It's kind of similar. So at first there was, you know, the the office is known for its ensemble cast, right? So many memorable characters. And as the show went on, or as it started, I'm sorry, the characters actually really developed all into their own real identities. They, They weren't just quick little, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, like you know, Tar- uh, like archetypes, or... like like. Or, no, I just mean like they just they're known for like just a very particular kind of like, like like mm-hmm. like character issue or flaw. Like they're known for one thing. Like this guy's the goofy guy. This guy is the the liar. This guy is the the funny guy or whatever. Like they they kind of have this one specific like personality trait that the character's known for. You know, sure. The Office. What that was really good at was really adding depth to all the characters, at least the, the the main seven or however many there are. And but as the show went on, and as 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 the audience, I this is my assumption. 
as the audience really kind of started to love characters for particular reasons, they actually started to, in my opinion, digress and start writing characters really just based on their that just these one specific personality quirks that they all have. And that started just to kind of be their thing. When usually I feel like it's the opposite. They kind of start as, okay, this guy's the funny guy. He's just going to make a joke here and there. Or this guy's the one that always does this. But the office kind of went backwards with it. And it really got bad once Michael left. All of a sudden, all of the characters, like your like your Dwight's and and, and and your Meredith's and everybody, they're just known for this one particular thing now instead of having depth. Which I thought would be the opposite. Because when Michael left, there's so much room for... I feel like more to come in since he's gone. You got to fill that void up. But instead, I think they were just kind of going the cheap route, in my opinion, and just really focusing on these particular character quirks and kind of underplaying what these characters, I think, have been known for doing in the early seasons, if that kind of makes sense. No, I think it does make sense. And I feel like I'm going to make enemies slightly with this one, but it reminds me of Archer. That show okay. kind of the I don't know if you ever watched Archer, the, the animated one about like spies yeah. or whatever. I've seen I've um, seen some episodes. Yeah. Okay, so like in the early part of the show, like in season one, for example, they're actually at their agency, which hilariously is called ISIS. And then that was, <laughs> then, you know, there's a terrorist group called that, so that didn't work yep. work out. For, but anyway, they're working at their uh, spy agency, and it kind of it's kind of like The Office, right, where you kind of have all these characters in an office setting, working together. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a couple of them that are actually spies and have action scenes, but for the most part, all the other characters are like office workers, right? And right. as the show went on, and as you got to see more and more of these characters, certain traits of those characters got particularly popular with those characters, to the point mm -hmm. where in the later seasons, I felt like, which I don't think the show's over. I'm I'm definitely behind. I know for sure there's at least one season I haven't seen. But um, as we got into the more recent seasons, the writers really clung on to those particular traits to the point where they beca became like hyperbolic versions of what yes. you originally met them as. Yeah, you're describing it very well. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Um. And it's almost like for the casual viewer, that's almost perfect. And that's probably kind of like because they just tune in. Oh, I know what this character is going to do, and it's going to be funny, and I want to come back and watch him do this again next week. Right. Like, you know what I mean? But I feel like as a maybe a long-term viewer, it's kind of like you can you can really kind of read between the lines with what the writers are doing, and I just don't like that. <laughs> it just, yeah, it feels like... Uh, like it's cheap. It feels cheap. It feels like they're skipping out on the writing, and maybe it's a priorities thing. If they only have so much time, they're trying to prioritize a different story uh, beat or something. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the show's getting older, and what right. you know the writers originally envisioned of these characters was one thing that ran its course. Now they don't know what to do with them, so they're just kind of writing what they know. I don't know what it is. But I know what you're talking about because, like, I feel like I saw that in Archer. But not every show, not every show does that. Some shows no. do a better job of developing their characters. It's something about the development. Like, if your characters never develop, I feel like, well, one, there there are plenty of shows that you don't have to develop your characters. They're kind of like you know, uh, just episodic tune in one week right. or whatever there's no overarching narrative but if you're gonna have an overarching narrative if you don't have characters that develop it just feels like the show is slowly killing itself by becoming stale yeah 
Right. And, you know, I think I think that is a bigger problem than than because you're right. Not all shows do it. I think the going stale part in general, which is a lot of things, a lot of reasons for shows going stale um, is a pretty big issue. Like I remember, like, for example, the um, I think one of the best examples and notorious examples is like the Big Bang Theory fatigue. Like that show was a hit. It was huge when it was when it came out. It really and was. It, and it was a hit for a long time. In fact, it it broke a, a CBS. It was CBS show, right? Was it on CBS? Was that the channel it was on? I think I it think was. so. I think so. It, it broke a record with the network for being renewed more seasons in advance than any show ever has in CBS history. So like they renewed that show like four four years in a row. So they made the assumption that's a big risk for the next four years. You were you know you know what I mean that that's a huge risk on the, on the network side. So. But they did it, and it was clearly successful enough, I guess, because it went on for, like, what, like 14 seasons or something? Yeah, got a lot. So a long time. But I remember, and I don't know how others feel about it. Um, I've talked to some people about it who watched it. Uh, In fact, it's kind of weird. I just talked to a coworker about this a few days ago. He brought it up because he just started to discover it. And he said, I can't believe it's 14 seasons. And it's like, yeah, after, like, a certain point, it really is just kind of the same thing like there's changes that happen i know it well enough to know that there's a lot of big changes new characters are introduced um but you get to a point to where your story's been told and it just becomes kind of a shell of its former self and i don't know how it ended did you watch it to the end or i don't know how big of a fan you were of that show actually. no i dropped off years ago but then again it actually ended years ago it, it, the final episode mm-hmm. was in 2019 um that's it I th- yeah oh it my from- gosh 2019 well, they played a ton of reruns, don't get me wrong, but uh, 2007 to 2019 was its run. Oh my gosh! I know. That is so long for a sitcom. It's long for a sitcom. Wow. It feels weird that it was that long ago. That's that's pre-pandemic days, baby. But, oh. Um, wow. Yeah. It's, again, it's the staleness of the characters. Like, there were new characters introduced. Some of the characters developed a little bit. Um, but because there were so many seasons... There wasn't a lot of development, you know what I mean? Like, they don't end up radically different by the end. I mean, like, some some of the characters end up with people, like, um, what was the, what was the, one of the, I, I don't remember their names, I don't remember any of their names, but Leonard and Sheldon right now. But anyway, one of them, at least one of them ends up married, one of them ends up, I yeah. think they all end up with girlfriends, rotate like, yeah. a rotating cast of girlfriends or something like that. Um, yeah, a lot of girls are thrown in there at, near in the later seasons, and that like includes <laughs> Sheldon, are. who's supposed to be like awkward and whatever. And I don't know, like there's a lot of that that happens. So they kind of like angle in on the romance development side of it, but not really the actual character trait development side of it, unless it's related to the right. romance. If I remember yeah. what I've seen correctly, so they kind of like narrowed in, like we're gonna develop this thing. But not too much, because we have a lot of episodes to make. Which, I feel like even that feels stale, because kind of the one thing I loved about the show at the beginning was there was that weird sort of kind of romance with, with, well, I guess, do Leonard and Penny like end up together? Penny, that was her name. Yeah, Leonard and Penny end up together, I'm pretty sure. Well, they okay. definitely date on and off again. I think yeah. by the end, they're together. Because I, I, I always loved that dynamic, especially at the beginning. When, in those first few seasons when it definitely wasn't stale, you know, because he's just this weird, introverted, nerdy guy, and she's this, you know, this this girl next door. It's just such I, an interesting <laughs> dynamic, and I love it. 
I like um, how they introduce her. I remember this, thinking this vividly. They introduce her as the girl next door. She's trying to be an actress. She's like beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Way out of their league. But then at some point in the show that turns and like none of them are really interested in her like that anymore. I mean, like Leonard and her get together, but it's kind of like, they make fun of her for being like just like one of the boys or something like that. She gets That's like true. In, she gets just integrated. I don't know if it's because she was supposed to be like a side character and then she became a part of the main cast, so they couldn't let her be unobtainable anymore. If that makes sense. Hmm. That's a, that's an interesting point too. Um. That's another another thing that shows do is that sometimes I think they kind of listen to ratings, audience. Well, of course they do, but like what the audience is saying. Because I don't know, did you ever watch? Um, I have two examples of this. Did you ever watch Boy Meets World? I did not. Okay, so you, do you I know remember who it Topanga existing. Is? Do I know what? Do you know Topanga? That's Topanga. like the main. It's okay. No, it, it, I do not. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> I just figured you might because it's such a weird name. Um, so she she's like the main kind of female uh, protagonist in the show, and um, to kind of counter. Corey, the, the the male protagonist, so they end okay. up having a romance and stuff. But in the first season, she was a complete side character. She was written as a side character, and there's and the other main character or one of the main characters that was in there. His, he was a this another kid in school. His name was Minkus. All these weird names in the show, <laughs> and he was just this annoying nerdy kid that was kind of like the antithesis to the main main character. And as soon as season two hit, he took a back seat, and Topanga took a front seat. And they talked about it later, and they said that more people wanted to see what was going on between Topanga and Corey than they, than they cared about Minkus's character. And um, another example is Scrubs, um, but you know, I, one of my favorite shows, the janitor yeah. in that, the goofy janitor, uh-huh. he was not meant to be in the show. He was just meant to be like comic relief for like the first few episodes. Um, so like the, for the front nine or front 12, whatever those first, or front 13 maybe is what it is, those first 13 episodes they record in bulk. And then after that, he was going to bounce. He was done. But the biggest feedback that people got was, we want the janitor. So he ended up being one of the main <laughs> characters of the show. So it's just interesting how, like, writers can listen. Yeah. And, like, you know what I mean? Which I think that's cool, too. To an extent. It is kind of cool that, because it doesn't feel like it should be this way, because it feels like it takes so long to make shows or movies or whatever. But mm-hmm. especially shows it does feel like sometimes it becomes a collaborative effort between the writers and the viewing audience. Mm-hmm. Which I just think is really kind of neat that it's a living, breathing, like the story isn't necessarily like set in stone final. Uh, a show puts itself out there and it might have X, Y, Z intentions, but the audience for better or for worse can kind of affect that. Now, sometimes writers don't listen or networks don't listen or blah, 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 or maybe just uh, the audience that's watching it uh, have bad taste. I don't know, but... <laughs> yeah, well... It is it, kind of funny. It, it is funny. Viewers, and the thing with TV shows, especially in more recent years, is viewers have so much feel so much more investment in TV shows because it's not a movie, right? You don't sit there and watch it for two hours. This is like, for some people, and for some shows, it feels like it's an ongoing movie episode after episode after episode you're spending so much time in these worlds with these characters so people are more passionate and probably more willing to speak up about it too um so it just enhances the collaborative effort too like when a movie's out it's done you can't say hey fix this you know um (laughs) i mean you can try and it actually has happened that was was that the suicide squad or whatever they remade it (laughs) because 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking um, not quite as extreme, but I think about the Sonic thing. I know the movie wasn't yeah. out yet, but it yeah, was that's... probably a decent amount into production. Yeah, that was like the other way around where they got bullied before it was out because people were already invested in that um, that IP, that that the idea mm-hmm. of Sonic. So I think that still kind of lends itself to your idea of investment. I At agree. least they listened. Because I remember like, I mean, I'm not a Sonic guy, so I don't really, I did, I have actually even seen the movies, but I do remember thinking he looks off when I first saw that trailer. He, this, something seems a little off and I didn't know what it was. And then everyone's like, eyes, eyes. There's, I'm not a big Sonic person either. I, I'm not really into the franchise, but the first time I saw the picture of their original image, I'm like, who in their right mind made like someone de- someone designed that sonic having never seen sonic before like i don't it just felt mm-hmm. unnatural it felt unholy <laughs> and i'm not a big <laughs> sonic guy i didn't i don't know how they came up with that which i don't really understand how like they, they could have gotten that so wrong because he's been in so many 3d games oh yeah and i'm not saying he has to look I- identical to that but they have a model to kind of base it off of right <laughs> Like, and I we just know, don't get it. And they, we know they could have done it because when they remade it, the new version looks so much more accurate, so much better. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, someone actually showed the designer, oh, this is what he's supposed to look like. Oh. It's like the when it's they so made him weird. the first time, they were just describing it over the phone, and that was his best shot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or like, you you know, you, you close your eye. Have you ever tried to, like, play those games when you were a kid, like where you close your eyes and you have to, like, draw, like, the person in front of you? We have you to draw I mean? the person and, and in front of you. I, I, like, like I talk- haven't played that. I know the one where like someone draws a picture on your back and you have to try to like copy it. You know what I mean? Do you know that one? Oh yeah. That that gives me vibes the same territory as telephone. Right. I don't know why I go to like It's basically where telephone but with pictures. It basically is. You have your um you've ever seen <sighs> what game is it? It's like a version of Pictionary, but like it's got, uh, okay, I had this version of Pictionary where, no, it wasn't Pictionary. It was Telestrations. That's what it was. Oh. Do you know what sounds, that is? That sounds familiar. Telestrations. You know what's hilarious? I don't even know why I brought it up because I loved playing that game, but I lost it. I don't know where it's at, um, that board game, but there was like an adult version that was so much fun. In fact, we might have played it at one point. Telestrations. I'm trying to remember how it goes. I think it's kind of like a. I'm looking um, at a picture of it, and I've, if I've played this, it was probably all of literally one time. Because oh, I yeah. feel like I've seen this, but I just I don't remember how it's played. So I can I can I it just it just clicked in my head. So what happens is you have this like this little notebook with a bunch of pages in it, and what happens is there's just one, and the person, and it switches from. Word to drawing, word to drawing. So the first person grabs it, and they have a word that they have to draw. And they draw it. And then they flip a part of the notebook over to where um, all they see is the drawing, not the word the next person does. So then they have to write the word, right, of the drawing they saw. And then once it gets through the circle, back to the original, you can look and see how much it's changed over time. That's such a good idea. No, yeah, I want to play that. It is literally like picture telephone. Actually, and you know what's funny? There's a game we played on my uh, on my community Discord. Sometimes it's it's called Gardic Phone. I've heard of Gardic Phone, and that's actually a very similar concept. Um, it's more fun with friends, in my opinion, in a circle like together. 
Oh, I mean, so. always. I think someone has suggested that on my gaming channel before to play Gardic Phone. And at the time, I was like, oh, I'll have to look into it. I think that was probably literally like two years ago. <laughs> well, you still, you still look into it. You never said <laughs> when. Into it. Yeah, I promise. I'll look into it. I have legitimately <laughs> uh, played games that were suggested to me by people that probably don't watch me anymore because it was that long ago. <laughs> when I uh, when I did cover songs, I did the same thing. People would recommend it like a cover. And then I would look through comments if I was like looking for inspiration on a cover. And I go, oh. So two years, yeah, two or three years ago, <laughs> Bob over here asked me to do this song. I'll do it. <laughs> and then, like, I feel so bad because you know Bob's not watching anymore. Yeah, it's like I haven't seen Bob in three years, but three years ago, Bob <laughs> suggested I should do this. Oh my gosh! That's you absolutely know, the, true. The, the Gardic phone thing reminds me. I don't know if you ever did this. I know that you were later to the internet game, but I used to be a huge player on um, of uh, Yahoo Games. You ever play Yahoo games back in the day? I didn't play many Yahoo games. I uh, trolled. I, I wasn't really trolling, but, you know, on Yahoo Answers, answering people's random questions to the Internet with no <laughs> uh, you know great. expertise in anything whatsoever. <laughs> well, Yahoo Answers is a special place, but <laughs> Yahoo, uh, this is when Yahoo still at least had a little bit more stake in the in the search engine <laughs> hub world, whatever game. you want to call it. Yeah. In, in the Internet game. And... Uh, they had Yahoo Games, and my mom had an account, so I was young. I was probably 10, 11, maybe, 12, and they had this game. I can't remember what the game's called now, but it's kind of similar. It was basically just Pictionary, but it was online, and at the time, that was super cool. So you'd see like eight or 10 other users on there, and they'd be drawing, and then you just have to type in quickly to get your answer, you know, whoever answers the right word first wins, and then it's their turn and stuff. I kind of feel um, like I know what you're talking about. I don't know what that was called. I feel like I know you, exactly what you're talking about. You probably do because they took that and then they renamed it and then they it got more popular like six or seven years ago again online. And there was another game. I can't think. Let's. It, it was. It was like it was like Words with Friends, but the picture version. It was like something with friends or something. Yeah, yeah, because, like, yeah, someone's that's drawing a thing, and everyone that's, like, in the lobby or whatever is just furiously trying to say what it's going to... It's basically... It's just Pictionary. It's basically Pictionary. Uh, also, on that note, like, with Words with Friends, is that... Okay, so Words with Friends is basically Scrabble, right? Oh, was it called Scribble? Scribble.io. Drawing and right? guessing game. Yeah, I think it was, like, Scribble. Yeah, Scribble.io. That's what it was. Scrib yeah, Scribble.io. Well, God, now I think about I.O., you know, I think I think of Agario, oh, the OG I the Agario. I crap out of Agario. I loved Agario, dude. When did that come out? Was that like when we were, like, the beginning of, like, college time for us? Around then? Uh, or is it, or yeah, at least when we discovered some, it? Yeah, something like that. 2015. No. April 28, 2015. The initial release date of Agario. Wow. It's coming up on 10 years here pretty soon. A couple of years. That makes me feel <laughs> old. Jeez Louise. Agario was awesome. I played a lot of And now of that. there's like so many knockoffs. Did you know like all those .io games that we all thought were like multiplayer, they weren't? What do you mean? <laughs> Agario wasn't multiplayer when it came out. It faked it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it faked it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I didn't either. I found out, right? this out. I found this out years later. 
And now there's multiplayer versions of a lot of these games that, that uh, got that got popular. But when a lot of them were coming out, they weren't. So I was getting really mad at bots. Yeah, I thought. Oh, I got so I was mad. getting I was well, gloating over bots because I would do really well at Agario and I wasn't playing against anybody. I just thought I was. I wonder when that changed because I remember playing when I should have been working at one of my old jobs <laughs> and we had three computers up at, at a desk and um, or at like this front desk area and there was usually two of us working at a time. So it'd be me and another person. We'd both be on there working together. So this must have been a point to where you could be online, I guess. Because I remember um, there were there would always be like these two other big dudes who would like help each other out. You know what I'm talking about? And then oh, like eventually yeah. one of them would eat the other one. They would like, like they both get other. really big. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember un- that was a thing for a while. And unless I'm mistaken, and Agario was always multiplayer, but I I remember some reading something about the development because it was the rise of like all of these .io games. There were like so many all of a sudden. Is that a lot of them faked right. multiplayer and didn't actually have it, and some of them made it later. I remember reading a thing about it. So unless Agario was one that always had it. I don't remember what what all I read, but I remember reading this thing where it's like, oh, you might remember this game or that game. Did you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's yeah, so interesting. It it really kind of like there's this weird illusion thing that happens. I it's kind of like I think about games like Mario Party or something where everything like there's there's all these theatrics, right? You roll the dice and then you jump in that it does the number, it does this. The game already knew what it was. Oh yeah, you know. Like and it's and I think it's so weird because you really feel like, you know, come on, if I just hit it at the right time, it's I'm gonna roll a six. But it already knows what it's gonna be as like as soon as you press the you know. And it's just I always think that's a weird feeling when you like look through the game, you know? It, it's like, but it takes away the fun, but you know what I mean. It depends on how much of it's like physics based versus random based. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, there there's a lot in video games that and real, real, I mean, it's it's all of it. But in video games or any entertainment, that it's all about the show. It's the presentation that sucks you right. in and draws you in and and gets you invested. It's all about how you present it, not what the end result is. You know? Right. I uh, do you still watch a lot of those? Man, first of all, hold on a second. Yeah. What was the topic this week? Uh, believe it or not, I didn't I didn't say it. We've been on topic the whole time until we started talking about video games. The topic this week is finales and shows and how they end. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was the topic the whole time. That was pretty pretty on topic, yeah. I know. We we were um, on topic the whole time. That's why I wasn't that's why when we were talking about the office and archer and all that, that's why I didn't stop us. I'm like, oh, we're on topic. <laughs> well, Really, really quickly, because I know we're kind of getting close to the next segment time. Do you have any like favorite show finales? Uh, God, I, I, I spent a long time trying to think to myself, you know, as opposed to think to other people. I was trying to think to myself, what, <laughs> right. what show finale did I love? And all I could think of was like show finales I didn't like. Oh, no. You know what? Right. I found one. I, I, I just had a moment. I really liked the ending to Burn Notice. No, I've never seen it. I love now, I love Burn Notice. It, it gets kind of one note. It's really samey, but it was one of those kind of like episodic, you watch them every week, but with an overarching narrative. So it gets kind of samey after a while, but I loved that show. And the ending was actually really good. The finale was really good. So just tell me this, as, as someone who hasn't watched it, I want to know kind of why it was really good. Was it 
like was was every kind of like was everything closed well like it's very satisfying or was it a cliffhanger like what about it kind of broadly speaking made you like it so much the overarching story that had kind of encompassed the whole thing from the very beginning that Michael got burned, which is the the version of like getting fired when you're a spy. You got burned. And he wanted okay. to find out who burned him and basically why. And he finally does. He figures out the story. I'm not going to spoil it because it's, it's still really good. I think you could watch it today if you wanted to. He figures that stuff mm-hmm. out. And all along the way, helps so many people, uh, reconnects with uh, friends and family and all the like... The, he, he grows so much more as a person, discovers the burn, and he he deals with that conflict and gets out in a way that doesn't feel like the show forced it, faked it, or had to rush the ending. The ending feels like... That's nice. He finally, after so many years, succeeded, and it just felt so rewarding that he did. You know what I mean? Um, that yeah. he he got away doing what he needed to do and in a way that I felt like they like uh, him and like, I don't want to, I don't know which characters to really bring up basically, but there's a future for him, but just not doing this show anymore. So the show can end, but he's off doing his own thing now. And that's totally cool or whatever. Right. It's, it doesn't like, it sounds like, which could lead to something else, but like like show wise, but the actual main point of that show, it it like it is done. Right. It the, the payoff was good. Yeah, um, as opposed to like I the think, ending of Dexter, which I hated, where it, it just felt like oh, heard that, we've got yeah. no time to end the show. We're just gonna end it now. Steph, Steph's a big fan of Dexter. She talked about that. I didn't love, they? Um, I love Dexter. Hated the didn't, finale. Didn't they? Didn't they like redo like? a season of that or, or or they came back for like a weird one-off season or something or am i making that up no they were i think supposed to be working on a reboot like they were bringing it back interesting well reboots is another topic for us on another episode because i've always feel weird about <laughs> reboots but that's a different story i was just going to say quickly um i would say for me there's two really great um, season finales um you know i loved breaking bad when that was on i thought that and I'll keep that spoiler free too, because I will always recommend that show to anybody. Um, that it's it's not the same kind of show that Burn Notice is. So like, there wasn't really like a payoff that needed to happen, kind of like in your particular case. But in this show, the story was told and it ended. Like the story just ended the way that it needed to end. It didn't go to some weird wild places. Like there's some other shows that. Felt like, okay, this could be the ending, but then they just took a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it just kind of got out of proportion. This really was just a realistic feeling story, and it ended realistically, which I appreciated. Um, divisive for a lot of people. A lot of people didn't like it, but I thought it ended well. And then the other show is a show called Chuck, which I also recommend if you haven't seen that. I have not seen um, Chuck. So I think, I think I don't, know, I don't know if it was me or Justin, but our friend Justin, I remember him and I were watching it. Um, and it's just, it's a great show. It's a more of a, it's a little bit more family friendly too, but it's got the perfect blend of action, romance, comedy, highly recommend it. Anyway, that show ended on, believe it or not, a cliffhanger, but in my opinion, because of how that story was told, and that's, that's actually also a, like a spy show. Um, it oh. just, I think it was perfect. 
Um, and it was kind of like a, but it wasn't like, will the show come back? It wasn't really like that. It was just a, this is for you to decide how this ended. And I, I like that. I, I'm somebody who actually kind of likes thinking about it and going, I wanted it, I, I like it to end this way. In my head, this is how it ended. And as long as I never come back, <laughs> then <laughs> right. it can always be like that in my head. But I also understand why that can be really um, kind of jarring for some people. Yeah, like for Burn Notice, uh, the way it ends, like you can cu- try to imagine what the future for some of the characters is going to be like. And I think it's kind of yeah. fun, but you know for a fact that there's no more show. Like, it's over. Like, they might go on doing whatever, but there there will not be a show of it. That's why I felt like it was closed so well. It's like, the, the thing that this show was about, it's over. <laughs> so if they brought it right, back, I'd good. be upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, of course, yeah. <laughs> so I get it. Well, I'll put Burn Notice down. I'm kind of in the mood for... Um another kind of show like that. I'm currently, as, as of recording this, I'm going through The Last of Us, and that I, that's just such a dark show. <laughs> so I could use a... I'm assuming that show, it probably has dark moments, but it's probably not Last of Us dark in terms of theming. Yeah, it's not that dark. It's It's got its... It's got its drama, so it's got its, its stuff in it. But for the most part, actually, it's kind of light and exciting. It has seven seasons. There's not a single one of them I think is a bad season. So I'd say go for it. Well, It does get more intense the closer to the end you get, but... <laughs> well, sure. Well, my if you ever have the time, my rec for you is Chuck out of all of them. It's so good. I'll have to do Chuck. Um, five seasons, a little easier to digest, and I, I think you in particular would kind of love the premise of it. Um, highly recommend it. I, did you ever watch Psych? Um, I think, yeah, I, I watched a little bit of Psych. Yeah, so, that's because the, they were the, 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 the I almost said they're the, the two psychopaths. No, the two psychics, the, but they weren't psychic. They were faking right. it. Yeah, yeah, I watched a few of those. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you're, the humor is kind of similar to that show. Now, Psych is a different show completely, but the humor is the same. Um, anyway, recommend it. But yeah, Burn Notice, I got that written down. Yeah. Look at that. Two wrecks today. All kinds of wrecks. You got your recommendations, everybody listening at home? Uh, you have Let your homework? Know. We definitely totally talked about finales. And now, coming up in our next segment, <laughs> the penultimate finale to a long-running series. One more time, Alex. Are you ready for some Never Have I Ever? Heck yes! All right. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> we'll see all of you on the other side of this break. Brought to you in part by HastilyMadeDecision.com. Get your poetry fix for my poetry blog featuring haiku, senryu, freeform stuff, and more. Again, that's HastilyMadeDecision.com for your poetry fix. Profoundish is brought to you in part by Camp Nostalgic Saturday Morning, a show that takes a deep dive into pop culture's biggest questions. I co-host alongside Dave Rediger, and it's a lot of fun. Watch the show and see all the other content offerings at CampNostalgic.org. Welcome back, everybody, to Never Have I Ever, Oprah's Top 100, the finale. If you have How it, many are left? Uh, we, are on, uh, uh, we are on number 79 out of 100. Yeah, we, yeah, we can do this. Oh, we, we are doing this. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to. <laughs> if, if you have not at- been keeping up, we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> 
you know, just like shows, just like shows, like it's time for this to end. This is the finale. Yeah, it all makes. I just realized why you wanted to talk about finale. Exactly. It just clicked in my head. Exactly. exactly. That that brilliant, brilliant. This we've been beating this this cat for a while now. Um, and if you if all of your if this is your first episode, you're stepping into profoundish. Then um, definitely go back and check out then the we're other. Sorry. 78 questions we've answered but allow me to refresh the rules for all of you never have i ever is a game where prompts are proposed and it's in the phrase of a never have i ever xyz thing if you have done that thing you lose a finger you start with 10 fingers up if you've done a thing you lose a finger you go down a finger right and whoever loses all their fingers because they've done the most things they lose the game and the person who's done the least things is actually the winner. It's a fun game where people usually go around a circle and learn about each other, what things they've done and haven't done. You can talk about it. In our case, because it's just Alex and I, it's a two-player game, we're using a list of never-have-I-ever prompts listed on OprahDaily.com. Supposedly, Oprah's top 100 never-have-I-ever prompts um, to answer. And like I said, we are now on 79 out of 100. We are ending this tonight <laughs> or today, this morning, whenever you're listening to this. This is her top 100, but I that that implies there's more. Oh, there's I'm always more. Saying. There are so many props possible. Um, well, you know, I think one, one reason why Weston does want to finish this, maybe, I mean, we want to see it to completion, sure, but I also know I would come on it so easy. You don't have to work on a second segment. You can just go up. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> on, the, on the one hand, the lazy side of me knows that I haven't had to prepare anything for this segment. It's been easy. The other part of me is burned out on it, man. I'm ready to do something different, yeah. right? This show has been running. I'm ready to see, you know, see it to its conclusion. So right. Well, it, it, this really did become come like an arc, which I do love. So we are going to play this finale we- slightly different. Normally, you start with ten fingers up and you lose a finger as we go. However, we are going to go until all of these prompts are answered, period. So if we've done 11 or 12 of these things, you know, we don't have that many fingers. Yeah. So instead, we're going to start with no fingers, and every time you've done a thing, raise a finger. That way, if you have too many, just, you know, start over, right? Does that make sense? I think it does. You can just tell me what I need to do as we go. So just <laughs> drop fingers, and then if we're out, raise a finger if we did another thing again. Uh, and I was gonna, I was gonna say, start with zero fingers. We're gonna raise a finger if we've done a thing. Oh, yeah. Start with zero. Gotcha. We're doing Understood. it backwards. That way, even if we get to the end gotcha. and if we haven't done ten things, like we get through at level hundred or whatever, and you've got like eight fingers up and I've got like nine fingers up, I lose because I've got the most fingers. Does that make sense? Understood. Normally, yes. whoever's got the most fingers wins. We're doing it backwards because no matter what, no matter how many fingers are gained, this is over <laughs> tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm ready then. With that, let us commence. Number 79. Never have I ever deleted a post on social media because it didn't get enough likes. I don't think I've ever done uh, that. I don't. I have certainly been disappointed with the number of likes a thing did or didn't get before. <laughs> Same. But I don't think I've ever um, deleted it as a result. I've deleted posts, but not for that reason. So I guess right. I'm in the same boat. 
Yeah, I've, I've um, deleted posts as well where it's like, uh, this didn't like come out the way I thought it would or typo or whatever the case might be, but not like, oh, yeah. no one saw this. I guess I'm going to do If I get like, I think we're too small as creators, for example, to get so few likes that we delete something. It's not like, oh, I normally get a thousand likes when I post a selfie. This one got 200. Right. So my self-esteem is now wounded and I'm going to take it down. You know what I mean? We know it's wild, and maybe you do know this, but on average, like on Inst- this is Instagram specifically, so I can't speak for like Twitter or Facebook or something, but um, on Instagram, like a really active, engaging community that follows a particular person, like that person on average gets 6% of their audience liking their posts, just 6%. That's considered really good, which is insane to me. So, and I was doing the math because like I was going to like these big accounts, like yeah. I always... Like one is like Selena Gomez because she's like one of the biggest subscribed to people on Instagram or follow person. And it's true. Like her follower base compared to like her likes, like it's it's really around like it was like six or seven percent. Um, isn't that crazy? Just six percent. And that's considered good. Yeah, I consider that good because that reminds me I once did the same thing looking at a number of channels on YouTube. And at one point in time, mm. I, I was this was just me rounding. I didn't get into the actual math, but I was like about 1%. So if you have a certain number of views, oh my God. about 1% of that will be likes and a 1% of that will be like comments or whatever. Or maybe yeah. it was something like point, like, so maybe it was 0.1% of the views will be comments. And then when they introduce like memberships, 0.01% might member or something like that. Of course, the bigger the channel you get, the, that stat doesn't work anymore. But the idea is if you get like, a million views you're probably only going to get like 10,000 likes and like a thousand comments right something like that i had like a fig i had like a figure i came up with and it wasn't six percent and it was like one percent or maybe it was two percent something like that uh but it wasn't six percent so actually i think that kind of checks out that's that's crazy i mean it, it, it checks out for me too on the youtube side honestly all right, number 80 here. Never have I ever spent more than $100 on a top. <laughs> I have never spent $100 on, on a shirt. <laughs> I mean, um, unless we're going to talk about, like, I th- uh, what like, about like we, formal attire? That's what I was just thinking. I'm like, I don't remember what I've spent on my nicest suit. And I know I've spent more than $100 renting a tuxedo for like for like Justin's wedding when we were actually in the wedding. Mm-hmm. I rented a, you know, a tuxedo. Normally, if I just go to a wedding, I just wear what I have. And I don't remember how expensive those were. But for like just a top as opposed to a whole suit or a whole tuxedo, I don't think I've ever spent $100 on a top. Yeah, I, um, I do know for a fact that I've spent more than $100 on a suit jacket itself, and that's considered a top, I guess? I could, yeah, it would right? be. So um, I guess I'm going to put a finger up. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have a pricier fashion sense than, than, than me. I probably would have. I think my nicest suit uh, my parents got me, so technically I didn't actually pay for it. Yeah, see... I've got a couple shirts that are that were purchased at over a hundred bucks, but they were purchased for me. Mm-hmm. Not many. It's not like somebody's buying me two hundred dollars shirts. That's happened like twice, right? Um, and and then I feel bad because I know how much they are, but they are nice shirts though. Anyway, so yeah, technically I did that with, and it was mine was for a wedding too, just a different one. 
then you've got a finger up since we're going the other way around. Mm-hmm. Never have I ever thrown a drink at someone. No, I haven't. I'm trying to think if there's ever been a time where, like, I don't think ever out of anger, but have I ever filmed a thing where a drink got thrown? I don't think so. Oh, if you're counting that, yeah, I'm trying to think if we've ever done something in our past that filming. I mean, I've yeah. like, I've like, I think I've like spilt stuff on people, like on purpose. Like I would like take a cup and like pour water on someone's head. Like I'm, I've done that stuff before. But that's not really throwing a drink, though. Yeah, I don't think I've ever thrown a drink at anyone. I guess that's I it. So. I had to think about it, though. I had to think about it. I'm like, maybe for a show, <laughs> but... Right. I can't think of anything. Never have I ever worn someone else's underwear. Uh, No. I don't think so either. Well, Not that I can recall, unless it was like as a kid, if I had like my brother's underwear or something like that. But I don't like remember that. Um, I guess technically, yes. And I can't remember the full context, but I needed underwear for the day. And I like wore like a roommate. It was clean. <laughs> that's that's so far as you know. I know. Let me did clarify. You do the sniff but test? I, I think I think I did. It was either that. It was. I, I honestly no. I did not do the sniff <laughs> test. No, I I can't underwear. remember. I can't. I might be making that up. I. It's either that or like because I remember wearing not my own underwear, but maybe I didn't discover it till later, and like I pulled it out of the the dryer, and I thought it was mine or something. Um. I just remember. Here's what I remember in my head. What I remember is looking in my mirror at my apartment. Taking off my pants after work or whatever and going, that's not my boxers. <laughs> These are not mine. <laughs> that's all I... So I can't remember if it was like actually planned or an accident. But I... There, so technically, I guess I have another finger that yeah, goes you up. have another finger I remember that, that not being my underwear. Because I've had the situation <laughs> where I didn't have my own clean underwear to wear. So I just went commando. I just didn't wear the un- any underwear. Oh, dang. I've done that. Don't you ever get... Several times, actually. <sighs> what, if you, what if you rip your pants at Subway? That would be unfortunate, wouldn't You're- it? <laughs> Yes, I don't think <laughs> Very. I don't think I've ever been commando at Subway, so I've never had to worry about oh, okay. that being a problem. But yeah, I've worn jeans, cargo shorts, whatever, with no underwear because I I didn't have <laughs> any at the risk. time. Now that would be I I I have a lot of underwear now, so I really just need to do some laundry if I if I'm out of, out of underwear now. But uh, so throw me a number on a estimate estimate a number. How many pairs of underwear do you think you own? Oh, that's good. Um, uh, probably, I'm trying to think of like how they are, are organized in my drawer. Probably like 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say I've got like 14 maybe. So that's 20 is a lot. Yeah. I've almost, I've almost got like three full weeks worth of underwear <laughs> before it's a problem. Which is good. Uh, there's a couple pair That's that good. probably just need thrown away. So I, I could probably purge a couple pair. So like, you know, I've got a couple of those, you know, like worn down ones that are like ripped here or whatever, mm-hmm. where you're like, uh, I have it, but. Right. I've got, I, I'm at that point now where I just need to completely just buy new pairs. But I, you know, we've talked about this on one of our very first episodes. I just, I don't, I don't want to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to. I just don't. That sounds like work. I don't want to do it. Never have exactly. I ever traveled to Europe. I've never been to Europe. No, I don't I, think, yeah. No. My mom, fun, though. my mom has. She went to Italy. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, like a, 
honeymoon it sort was, of thing no. or something different? It was a girl's trip. It was her and my aunt, her sister, and um, my cousin, which would be obviously my mom's niece or my mom's sister's daughter. Anyway, it was a girl's uh, trip for them because my, That's my a nice cousin trip. Uh, lived uh, in England at the time and was traveling Italy. He's like, come travel Italy with me. And so that's what they did. And at my parents' house, which I don't think you, I don't even know if you've been in that house at least since we hung it up, we have a picture of the uh, Roman Colosseum. It looks like a stock photo, but oh. it's a photo my mom took and we had it framed and it sits in their living room. That's awesome. Yeah. That that is a compliment, by the way. If if it looks like a stock photo, odds are it's a really nice looking photo. <laughs> yeah, it it looks like like a That's professional awesome. photographer took a picture of the Coliseum, uh, and we have it hanging up. That's cool. Yeah. Well, she actually did do like photography stuff in school. I'm pretty sure I remember her telling me that. Oh, that's I didn't know that. Okay, yeah my uh my mom's been to Europe. Uh, she uh she basically studied abroad for a year when she was like a teenager. Um. So she was out in like uh, Germany, I think specifically. Ooh. Um, so, but that's, yeah, that, that's all I got. I don't, I don't know too much about it besides that. Neither of us <laughs> have been to Europe. Never have I ever nope. attempted a trendy diet. I have not. I don't care about diets. Um, I am health conscious, but I don't do trendy diets. I just eat well. If that makes sense, I don't. I don't follow any of the trendy stuff. I found out that it kind of got trendy to do the um, the uh, intermittent fasting, and when everyone started talking yeah. about intermittent fasting, I found out that I had just been doing that for like forever. <laughs> I was like, oh, I I was. That's just how you do yeah, it. That's yeah. just how I eat. Uh, my my, you know, I basically, you know, if you skip breakfast, you're basically intermittent fasting. Um, and that's basically yep. what I would do. I would eat like a lunch and a dinner pretty close to each other and fast the rest of the day, right? And so that that counted. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been doing that forever. <laughs> <laughs> Already been doing it. That's good. Yeah, I've I, I I've seen like these. I, I used to work, you know, in an environment where I'd work with multiple coworkers, like tons of them, and I would see so many of them like just struggle with these different diets that they're trying out and some of which got got a couple of them kind of or not couple one I saw one co-worker get kind of sick because of it and it's like maybe you should just you know in general what what you shouldn't be eating <laughs> right and what you should be eating in general right there I know there's nuances and things but maybe you should just kind of go by that first <laughs> get your feet wet you know and, and just stick with that like it's wild. Eat less meats and diets. cheeses and eat more fruits and veggies. Uh, it kind of works out. Right. It's like, you can't tell me you didn't already know that. You know, I, it's funny. I remember um, after high school, I, I put on quite a few pounds, um, at least for a guy my size. And I remember not being happy about it. And all the first thing I did, I did, it isn't what I added to my diet. It's just what I cut out. All I did was I cut out, um, I cut out bread and I cut out cheese. And you know how much I love cheese. Right. That was hard. But guess what? I shed like 25 pounds in like three months. Like just from, really I didn't good. exercise or anything. <laughs> like it's because it's bread and cheese. Right. You know, and I ate so much of it. Um, a pop's a big one too. Pop oh, yeah. Help if you're a big well. pop drinker, cut that out weight. and that'll help a lot. Um, but yeah. So I guess, what's that mean? What was the question? If we have done those diets? Yeah, neither of us have. So I guess our fingers stay the same. Never have okay. I ever gone to a strip club. 
I have not been to a strip club. I have not either that I know. I, of. I feel like it, I'm in a weird zone where I almost feel like at some point in my adult life, I need to once just to say I have. But I'm not, I don't want to go alone uh, because that sounds horrifying. And I don't know if I really want to well, go with people because it sounds equally horrifying. I know what you mean. Because I was just thinking this, like, um, we we were think you know, you and I and, and our other kind of core group of friends that we've been friends with forever, we're talking about taking like a like a Vegas trip in the next couple of years, yeah. like when we're all hitting thirty. When we thought I mean, what better time than that? We didn't talk about this. I just made it sound like we did, but like, I mean, hey, that's true. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so I guess that checks out, right? And but, oh my God, if I did that, I would have to tell Steph, hey, listen, I'm just going in for science. Um, (laughs) I would be completely forthcoming with her. No, you you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, like what happened in Vegas? You'll be like nothing. I didn't go to strip club. What happens in Vegas ends in a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm I'm not trying to. That's I'm not quote. saying. I'm just. These are the rules. That's all I'm. <laughs> it it is the rules. It's true. Well, we'll see. No. But I do want to say this. I'm going to keep a, just my two fingers here. But I believe when I was young, I I like young, like under eighteen. I think I went in with a parent. Um, I have a memory of this, but I don't know if it's made up in my head or not. Like I'm talking not at night, not like on like a Friday night, right. but like for lunch, like on like a Wednesday. That was Hooters. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, everything was really orange. <laughs> I actually don't even know if that's allowed, but I have this weird memory of being in when I was a kid, but I could have completely made that up. So I can't speak to that. I don't have vivid memories of it. If, if you can't be sure, we'll just ones. say, nah. And I'm going to also hope not because that makes my parents sound like a horrible parent. Well, so I mean, if I'm they do a good not. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the lunch is good. That's what all that's what all the dads would say about Hooters. Is they, they got some great wings. Actually, now that They'd you said that, like, B-dubs is so expensive now. If Hooters wings is cheaper, might need to go to Hooters. Go for it. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, let's start there before the strip club. Let's start with Hooters. Yeah, wings are expensive. Also, that, yeah, that'll be like a warm-up to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. Never have I ever binged an entire series in one day. I have. I knew you were going to say you have. I have never binged a series in a day. A series does sound more difficult, though, because admittedly, I'm going to say I have, but it's been like a whole season of a thing where there was only one season that existed at the time yeah. that I watched it. So it's not like I watched all seven seasons of burn notice and i don't even think that's possible i don't think there's enough hours but like, in the day but yeah. well i i don't i kind of have have a rule just for myself um to not do that i wouldn't consider myself an anti-binger i don't think people who binge are making bad choices but i i feel like for me what i like to do is if i'm really into a show i want to be in that world for a long time so what i'll usually do is just do if i'm really into it i'll do like an episode a night maybe two a night sometimes um just so I can enjoy it longer because I get real I get this kind of like post show post album post let's play whatever I'm watching sit like depression after for Fully a while. I, I don't like that so I try to kind of put that off as long as I, I can. remember that with like <laughs> finishing reading a book and you put the book down and you're like well now what <laughs> yeah it's like I'm sad now yeah or or even with a video game I don't finish a lot of story-based video games as much anymore so I don't I don't feel that way a lot. 
but I used to with like books and some I games do... and stuff. Yeah, when you sink your teeth into like yeah games, even if they're not super story based, but just like big games that you put a lot of time into that kind of have it like a like a very specific kind of ending, like it's supposed to end right. in a certain way, you know? Like, yeah, that that can be pretty, pretty tough. The games that are just more kind of endless or like kind of a bunch of replay value, that's a little different because you can just put it down, come back, put it down, come back, you know? So I totally understand that. All right, I've got a finger up for that one because I have absolutely... I, I don't remember what all I've binged. I've binged... I can think of two anime off the top of my head. I binged all of One Punch Man and... Uh, the uh what's the titan one the giants titan ta- attack attack on titan attack on titan. i couldn't think of it uh, I've, i binged those when there was only one season of those i binged those and i know i've binged other stuff but i'm drawing a blank right now i have one punch man still written down to watch i i, I uh another friend of mine that i was watching attack on titan with told me to like they they dipped out of it and I did too. We just kind of both fell off. And then she was like, "Hey, I'm watching it again, so you should." Like, okay, crap, I got to get back on this. So I'm gonna get back on it. Never have I ever tried psychedelics. Never. I I don't think so. I'd have to like. <laughs> oh boy. But like I don't think so. I right. Um. I I I have tried. You tell me. Does this count? I don't know what counts as a psychedelic. It's it's legal now, and I have tried an edible. No, that's not psychedelic. Okay, great. You're good. A psychedelic would be like um, shrooms or acid or... Uh, I don't know much about drugs because I don't do drugs, but it's legal now. I was like, okay, I'll try one. It's not for me. I didn't like it. I don't recommend it. <laughs> psychedelics... I didn't like it. <laughs> psychedelic... Well, that's fair. Um, we actually we talked about that briefly on another podcast. Did we? Um, I couldn't remember. Psychedelic... Actually, yeah, you know what it was? It was, it was, have you ever, like, um, smoked marijuana before? Or, mm. like, or something like that. That was one of the, would you rather, or uh, never have I ever questioned. Okay. Um, so, but, what was I going to say? Psychedelics usually, to my experience, now once again, I say experience like I, I've done it, I've never done it, but from what I understand, it's more of the visual altering, um, kind of hallucinate, you know, like hallucination kind of stuff. Right. Um, like, very very specific hallucination thing. So yeah, that that would not count. Yeah, no acid, no shrooms for me. <laughs> no thank you, waiter. <laughs> that also sounded vaguely suspicious when I say it like that. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> it's like side-eyeing me like, yeah, okay. Never have I ever... Right. You've got, you know, you, you've you got like a big bag of shrooms just right next to you. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm eating waiting. them now. <laughs> it's the only thing that gets me through the yeah. podcast. Good luck. I've been seeing colors for hours. <laughs> Never have I ever met someone famous. Um, I don't remember how famous they were uh, at the time that I met them, but my two go-tos, the one's really famous now, is that I've met um I've met Hannah Aldridge and I've met um they're they're country stars. Uh shoot, I just lost her name. Okay, I was um, I didn't know. Frick, she uh she was just at the Grammys, uh uh that this uh, past Grammys. I don't know. Um, uh, have you met anyone famous while I try to look up this person? <laughs> uh, I mean, I met somebody famous in one of my very niche communities. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. So he's he's a very well known um, uh, uh, record producer, um, Chris Lord Algae. Um, I I met him. He's produced the likes of Green Day and Muse and. 
all these big rock bands. But once again, he's super famous in like the audio industry, but I don't know if that counts. Um, I say I don't I know that person, once. but if you think that that they're a celebrity, like they would be, or not a celebrity, because it's, it's met someone famous. So but he, then, yes, he's famous yeah. in the audio world. So yeah, I'm gonna I'll put a finger up for that. Uh, the person that I was trying to remember, which is actually the more famous person, Ashley McBride. Do you know that name? Is that another country singer? Yeah, she actually like won the CMAs a while back. Yes, I know that name. I've Mc- met her. Ashley McBride. I don't, I'm sure I know a song. Yeah, she was playing at like this cafe slash, like, I feel like it's a cafe slash bookstore. So it was a cafe slash something. And she and Hannah Aldridge, I met them at the same time, met them there at that. They were putting doing like a show um, near their hometown or whatever, this t- tiny podunk, uh, not podunk, but rinky dink, just small like cafe thing. And probably all of like 12 yeah. people were there for it to listen. I met them there. That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's super cool. That I, I will say the only other quick thing I'll share is, well, two things. One, my stepdad has met a, a bunch of famous people. We can get into that later. But my um, my dad, um, who lives in the same town you live in, yeah. He, which for those of you listening, it's just it's kind of the middle of nowhere, Illinois. And it's what's hilarious is that he was at some bar or restaurant and he met one of the sisters from Sabrina, one of the aunts. Oh, really? And I think. I think one of them's from there, or they went to school at ISU or something. Okay, um, I mean, well, that that but, makes sense. But but anyway, I only know this because it was like a Friday night, and I was at home alone, sad. <laughs> it was during those days, and my dad sent me a picture, smiling ear to ear. It was him and a friend of his, and then one of the aunts from <laughs> uh, Sabrina. And I'm thinking, what? My dad's out here living his best life, and here I am, sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to go. It was, uh, it was I, I couldn't remember if your dad still lived around here or not. Um, I need to find out if he if he's uh, still drinking around town. We need to go get some drinks, meet some famous people. Um, <laughs> he is definitely <laughs> drinking around town. So, yes, you definitely could. That's funny. So I've got a finger up for that one. Never have I ever gone streaking. This one's kind of almost close to when we talked about skinny dipping, but this one's streaking. Well, oh, that's right. I remember your story about yeah. that. Um, I've never really gotten close to that. No, I've just, I've been so, naked places, but I didn't streak. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> see, your wording is so funny. I've been naked places, so what, you were just naked at the coffee shop one Tuesday morning? You know, some, <laughs> you know sometimes I mean? you just gotta air it out. Now, I don't know if you, I don't know if you want me to bring this up, but I mean, it was public once. Remember when you made the video, the, uh. The ice bucket video? I did do that. Uh, that was in my home, though. I just filmed <laughs> myself naked. But I'm just saying, I cannot believe you put you put that on YouTube I for did. a while. It's uh, not there anymore. But um, I, I had I left it up there for a while, though. But I know I was censored or whatever. But I, I didn't streak. Yeah, you did censor yourself. So yeah. I think I censored myself with a I tiny believe uh, it. F- like face, like my own face is what my censor bar was, was my face. <laughs> oh, is that I what think, it was in my I head? I, I mean, I I remember black bars. Maybe it was, but I could that could just be me generalizing because most things did black bars. I want to say I've never been streaking, but okay, that's fair. Never have I ever been on a sports team. I've been on a sports team. Like, does it just mean like like even like your local sports? I would team? assume so. It just says a sports team. I was on school sports well, then I guess team, I have summer too. league. Yeah. 
I did some school sports uh, for a while. Mainly that, that was mainly track and field. And then out of school, like community stuff, I did uh, baseball and basketball for a while. So I actually kind of wish I did track and field now back in high school instead of baseball. I think I would have been good at it. It was, it was fun, and you probably would have been. Never have better than me. Never have I ever maxed out a credit card. No. I have. <laughs> Is yeah. that true? I've maxed a credit. Well, I paid was it, it a off. small? It was probably a short limit. I'm assuming. Yeah, the limit was like well, two thousand or two thousand and odd, maybe not like not quite three or something like that. Okay, so not a crazy limit. But I maxed well, it, and you paid it off. That's yeah, what's most I important. Paid it off. And then um, after you. I did that, they <laughs> increased my limit because I maxed it out and paid it off. And then they're like, "You need more limit." <laughs> They're like, okay, now do it again. Do it again. This time. <laughs> Make it more. <laughs> it, it was big purchases. I actually, I maxed out one and nearly maxed out a second card. It was big purchases. A lot of them were related to, at the time, college expenses, too. So it was just, I maxed out. I just mm-hmm. had a, l- very little in the bank and a lot of credit to spend. So that's what happened, <laughs> you know? Right. That's that's fair. Well, hey, once again, you you beat most Americans. You paid it off. That's what's important. Yeah. So. And then I nearly did it again when I built this computer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I remember you Because I was like, that. I'm going to put it all on a card so I can get cash back. I, I paid it all off immediately. And so, like last time I, I maxed out a card, I couldn't do that. But this time I paid it all off immediately because right. I actually had the money saved up for it. But I wanted to put it on a credit card so right. I get like points and cash back. Ka-cheek. So, yeah, makes sense. Never have I ever been blackout drunk. I think I think we both have at the same time. Yeah, we both have at the same time. Blackout, we both have at the same time just once. I've blacked out a couple more times, but usually I don't go that far. Yeah. Um, when I drank more, I usually didn't go that far. I've d- but yes, I've I have. definitely been there a few times. That is usually not like the intention. It's like, uh oh, <laughs> we're yeah. we're in trouble. You know, you, you 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 get to that point of no return where like yeah, you just it, it you know it's like I'm I'm good I'm good I'm good and then all of a sudden you're not good and you're and, and you then, know the alcohol's still running through your system so you're like I know I'm not good but it's too late <laughs> it's still going yeah. through the system and then next thing you know right the next thing you know you wake up and then you and you wake <laughs> up and you're like what I don't yeah. I don't recommend um, that I, I recommend anyone if you are going to be drinking obsessively to be at least with people so that you can all take care of each other. Honestly, yes, because I was going to bring up very quickly how um, if I didn't have dear friends such as Weston and another friend of ours, too, there that night, it was actually the first night, at least I, I think you you two black, or you didn't black out. Uh, I didn't think um, that night, you, did that you, night, night? you and I went really hard. Um, I didn't, I didn't I know that. I had blacked out, and then it was revealed to me things that had happened or been said that I didn't remember. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I right. guess I did. So... Um, that being said, it was nice to have friends there because I know for me, I, I could have gotten a little more hurt because I kind of was laying out and I ended up not, not to, well, I don't need to get into graphic details of it, but I was just happy to have friends to make sure I was okay. So yes, if, if you're going to drink like that, he's had a good point. Be with people you trust, um, and people that trust you. And and yeah, we were young too. We were like literally 21. I might've been 20 because I'm older. I might've been 22, but like we were, we were young. So it was like, uh, our limits had not been pushed yet. Yeah. I didn't even understand what my limit was at that time. Cause I drank a little bit before, but 
not really that much until I was like 21. Right. So it, you know, it that that's when you learn, and then you learn your and limits. Then you're like, okay, I have to. Now I know. <laughs> I have to keep pushing my limits. I need new limits. <laughs> that's right. Never have I ever been engaged. I have not. Do you have any secret engagements to reveal? Uh, no secret engagements to reveal, but then in that case, that might this next soon. one should mm. go by pretty quick. Yeah, I know. I'm just gonna talk right over that. <laughs> Alex That's says, okay. "You probably should." <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> this next one will go pretty fast. Never have I ever gotten married. No, I have been married. Oh well, you you've been married, just not engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. We skipped that process. It was a shotgun wedding. <laughs> what happens in Vegas, right? We haven't been there yet. Uh, oh, never have right. I ever donated to a charity. I have donated to a charity. Literally, we talked about the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. I d- I've donated to that. I've donated to other charities since. Does donating oh. <laughs> clothes for no profit help? Uh, or count? Donated I mean? to a charity. It doesn't say donated money. So yeah, if you donated clothes or whatever. Yeah, I, I've a few times donated clothes just completely just to donate. So I guess... Um, I'll put a finger. Yeah, up. that I mean that works if it's like Salvation Army or if it's like uh, Goodwill or if it's like you know cl- whatever that that counts. You're donating stuff, yeah. and usually that's what the money's used is to buy stuff. So I mean that check that's what that works. Right. Um, cool. Never have I ever pretended to be sick to get out of something. Yeah, I pretended to be sick to get out of stuff. Uh, see, I'm like never sick, so sometimes I like want to pretend to be sick, but I don't think I don't think I ever have. Um, the the one that I can think of was when bringing it up again. We talked about Last of Us at the beginning. It's when I when I bought Last of Us um, and played yeah. it. I called into work and I called in sick so I could finish the game in a night or that next day. So I played all night and went into the morning and then I I called in. <laughs> I've known people to do that. I never have. I've had the patience. Well, usually I don't get games right away. So like, or what? Yeah. I don't do anything right away. So I'm not usually worried about that. I want to say I haven't that I can recall. Uh, maybe if I was a kid, I don't know if I've ever pretended to be sick as a kid. I don't think so. Usually when I thought I was sick, I thought I was sick. But I don't get sick often. So. Right. Uh, never have I ever stood up a date. God, if I actually get as far as planning a date, you better believe I'm showing up. <laughs> the way you went, like I knew where that comment was going as soon as you made that noise. Um, I have never stood up a date. Yeah, I've never done that. I've had to, I've canceled a date before, but I've never stood up one. See, I've been canceled on. <laughs> hey! Wait, that was us. Why'd you cancel yeah, I was on me? about to say, wait a second. Wait, I remember their name being Alex. You you pretended to be sick to get out of her date. I remember this. <laughs> uh, never have I ever ghosted someone. This one's kind of unfortunate. I have absolutely ghosted someone online. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it, it wasn't the um, right thing to do. And it was... But like, also, it wasn't going anywhere. It's just one of those unfortunate... Like, if you've ever tried doing online relationships, they're they can be very strange and that yeah i have ghosted i've ghosted people i feel bad about that but it is what it is i i kind of have too and i also don't feel good about it. it but it was not like a just a complete drop off it was a, just a slow i was trying to like slowly 
dip out of something to kind of drop the hint that I'm kind of trying to disappear here, but not just completely disappear. Right. And I they kind of got the hint. So maybe that doesn't count. Like the conversation just slowed. I think it's, it's and then pretty soon it just kind of ended. It's still kind of ghosting if you get to the point where like you don't end it. You know what I mean? Again, depending on how it slowed to an ending, um, yeah. then, you know, maybe it's not ghosting. But it's kind of like someone says something that, like, is a question or a statement that, you know, requires follow-up, and then no follow-up ever happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's definitely ghosting. Yeah, and then, yeah, the I guess. The slowing down thing, I know exactly what you're talking about, where you're, like, you know, you're messaging each other, and then you're messaging each other, like, once a day, and it's, like, once every other day, and it's, like, once every few days. And then you're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely just fizzling <laughs> yeah exactly out. um i've had i'm gonna put a finger up i think just for the sake of it because it i mean i my intentions were that you right. know so i i think that should count so okay fingers up how many fingers do you have seven up? i've got six how did i get ahead Ooh. of you uh i, I think i think I i'm gonna know. lose this one never have i ever had sex on a beach i've Never had sex. I don't on think a either beach. of us have had. I had a lot of beach encounters. I was. I was like, "Here we go, Alex. <laughs> Here's your chance to to show off <laughs> your chance. wild beach adventures." Um, no, I've never had sex on a beach. Let, let 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 me add to this. I've never had sex on a beach, but ooh, the well, <laughs> I'm trying to think how to word it because it was. It's actually kind of self deprecating. It's like it's it's not because I didn't want to. <laughs> it wasn't for lack of. You know trying. what I mean? It's one of those things. It wasn't for, that's it. It wasn't for lack of trying. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's 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 uh. great. And finally, this is yep. question 100. Never have I ever fallen in love. I am curious to hear your answer. I will say um I have fallen in love uh to I feel like I've fallen in love more than once. Yeah. Um however I in hindsight I think I've loved but not fallen in love until I met Stephanie. Um cuz there is in my opinion a difference between falling in love and loving even if it's romantic in context. Sure. So either way I have fallen in love um to the wonderful I Stephanie. I I feel like I figured you were going to say yes. Uh and with that in mind in my opinion I'm going to I want to say yes as well but I also caveat like asterisk, I feel like your definition of falling in love is going to change depending on who you're with, have been with or whatever. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. if you had to answer this question, maybe before meeting Stephanie, and I don't know, it, obviously you've already I met her. Said yes. You would have said yes, but I would have said yes. Yeah. Do you believe that the reasoning behind it and how you felt is now different after having met Stephanie, if that makes sense. Like the falling in loves were different. Yes. And that's different. what my like asterisk is. Like I'm not in a long-term stable relationship with anybody right now. So my idea of like, oh yeah, I've fallen in love with people, but also it, it didn't work out. So in my mind, I'm like, well, was that, was that even love or was that like a, in an infatuation with the person or the idea or was it you start to kind of question like what was it was it falling in love was it something else i'm gonna say yes anyway though because yeah. at the time i thought i i was falling in love now i'm like no i was just stupid <laughs> but, well you know what if you felt like it though i think 
I think I think that counts. Right. I, I really that's do. Was, at least for the sake of the yeah, game. Yeah. That's why I was like, I'm gonna say yes, but that's that's an interesting question when you try to break it down. Like, do you like? Do you feel that way after a successful relationship versus after a fail? Like, if you fall in love with somebody, but then you break up with them, you know, do you go back on that? Like, oh, I was never really in love. You know that kind of thing. See. I know, and I think once again that it's all just contingent on the kind of yeah. relationship it that is. Because was... I will say, because for me, my whole point kind of was really loving and falling in love. I think are different. Like I think, I think there's, in my opinion, there's a level. There's loving. Like I love this person, and then there's I am in love with this person, and those can both be romantic to me. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about, and for me, once again, it, it's it's it kind of depends. Like at the time. I can think of a previous relationship I was in at one point where I said I would think that I'm in love. Um, And then in hindsight, now I look back and go, I definitely loved them. But what I'm in now feels like being in love. But once again, say, God forbid, something happened with Stephanie. What if I just say the same thing again in five years with a different person? Right. right? That's the the weird thing about it is that I feel like it's not a very definitive, concrete answer. It's weird. It's like a it's like a living see, answer. Like that like that could change. Like I could say yes now and then meet somebody and actually like maybe I've loved people like what you're saying. Maybe there's that level where I feel like I've loved people. But then one day I meet someone that I actually fall in love with, head over heels and we go the whole 9 yards or whatever in terms of a, a long-term committed relationship. And I'm like, "Oh, well those other times I hadn't actually fallen in love." I just thought I was like that. That was my and, definition at the time, but now my understanding is different. Yeah, that's. I think. I think that's what I'm saying. I think that's the same thing with you, with like the the different levels. Yeah, I well, because what you just described is exactly how I feel right now in my relationship. Right. Like it just it, it feels like like there's a lot of like staples, like things that are similar in terms of the progression and and but and even some feelings, right? The feelings are similar to what I've felt before to other people. I mean, that's just. There's only so many things you can feel within the love category, <laughs> I guess. But, but there's something that that's not tangible that I can't put my grasp on. I can't really explain that just feels so much heavier and deeper and richer and grander um, that I have not felt in previous times. I thought that I was in love. So it's so who knows? I mean, you know, in your future, that could that could very well happen too. And then you, and you'll think the same thing or maybe not maybe it'll be different for right. you maybe you will think okay this feels the same <laughs> or different or whatever so anyway good talk so you've that got was all 100 so you've got yeah good talk. <laughs> good talk <laughs> i didn't know i didn't uh, know how to like i didn't know how to move on from that to we're done <laughs> that was know, all right. thank god yeah, thank you- god we're done <sighs> we did it though and i ended with eight fingers up and i had seven somehow i think i we started off with you getting more fingers early on and some somehow it switched well you know what it doesn't matter because it's done done. (laughs) oh my goodness we conquered Um, oprah this is and her list of 100 never have i ever questions you thought we couldn't do it oprah We did it. We did it. Now, when we say never have I ever completed a hundred never have I ever questions as listed on OprahDaily.com, now we have to put a finger down. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. I'm trying to think. So if we average each section of this out, I mean, we've done how many episodes? We've had to done multiple hours of 
<laughs> yes. Never have just I ever. This, if we if if the, if we were together at like a sleepover doing this list, it took us like what three hours to go through while talking about it. Of yeah, just I mean, this. yeah, there, there would have been much. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't have, have had any time yeah. for spin the bottle. Um, we could if we ever do like profoundish like like a marathon like videos that we put yeah. out. Like we could just do you know we we could have a three hour long video of just the. Never have I ever just right in a row. <laughs> this is Actually, true. I'm gonna jot that down. That's not it's a bad not. idea. <laughs> we can we can do some See, compilations. Our, our gears are always going always. for content. Well, we we we've yeah, talked definitely. about we talked about like a compilation thing once before, and I was I think I was on the fence about it. I don't remember what what, what the idea was, but I was like on the fence about it. But that's neither here nor there. We're always thinking. We're always thinking, yeah, because we could do the also the um the 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 big episodes where we do the. Would you rather win a million dollars? We got to do a new, uh, another, at um, least another one of those because I think we've done that twice. If we get three, that's that's a tr- that's a trilogy right there. Exactly. <laughs> Limited DVD box set <laughs> of just just the YouTube videos of just the audio waves jumping up and down. Um, we could we could put random B roll of a video of just literally nothing nothing to do with this at all <laughs> that way there's something on the screen happening we'll have the audio wave but then just Man. random b-roll of i don't know like nature documentaries or something oh i like that i was gonna say we could have some sort of incentive and have like some never before seen footage of us when we were younger like making videos or something but i like that better just b-roll <laughs> footage stock video of like a of, of you yeah, have the ocean yeah we'll get a video camera like and take it out to the beach and just have it recording the beach while Apparently, we find people to make passionate love to on the beach. Well, good luck. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Good luck, pal. <laughs> going to per- person to person. Hey, I'm trying to uh, add another thing that I've done to my list. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the other guy on the beach goes, oh, you're doing, yeah, the, I'm Oprah doing the Oprah list. Hundred questions. <laughs> <laughs> number number 94. Like, he just no, knows. What was it? Sex on the beach. Number 99. <laughs> I got I to gotta figure this one out. It's like, I've been there, pal. Good luck. <laughs> So, uh, Weston, I was going to ask where where can where can people find you on the internet? Uh, oh well, uh, okay. Well, I you can find me. I know. I just rushed you into I that. Know, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm the host here. <laughs> God dang it! You can find me at WestonHasty.com. Sorry, sorry. That's my name. Dot com. Uh, my gaming channel, Magic Menmo, uh, on YouTube. Uh, I write some poetry on HastilyMadeDecision.com. Check out those things. The WestonHasty.com will get you to all my things. Do that, Alex. Where do we find you? The, the Weston Hasty experience. Well, before I say where people can find me, I want to apologize for uh, because you are the host, <laughs> and I, I've been doing a lot of um, we've been doing some backlogging for two P's episodes, and I'm just kind of in, you know, host mode. So I you am don't sorry. Have to apologize. I don't because I would feel the same way. <laughs> I, oh, you don't well, feel the same way. I, I don't so, care. It's fine. <laughs> okay, never mind. I don't feel the same way. <laughs> um, you can find me at alexducat.net. The great thing about that site is that you can see everything right there. You can see the videos I make. You can see the songs that I make. You can even listen to them if you want there. I have a new album called Songs from Sangamon Street. Um, make sure you listen to that on your preferred platform of choice or alexducat.net. Check it out. You've been listening to Profoundish. We're available on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music obviously listening to us on one of those things check us out on the other things no matter where you're at give us a like a subscription a five star a rating a review do whatever it is you do follow us on twitter and instagram and tiktok at profoundish pod let us know what you think about anything on any of those sites 
And well, until next time. Bye. Bye.